I have created this mindset where every time I get frustrated, it triggers excitement because I'm about to learn something new. Welcome to The Lavender Lifestyle, the podcast on personal growth and lifestyle design. My name's Eileen, and I'm here to guide you to become a master artist of life. Every Sunday, you'll get new insight and inspiration on how to create your dream life. After the episode, the conversation continues in our Lavender Lifestyle Facebook group, so I can't wait to see you there. Life is an art. Make it your masterpiece. Hi, my loves. Welcome back to the Lavender Lifestyle. It's Eileen. In today's episode, we are talking about glowing up, creativity, and vulnerability with YouTuber Olivia D'Andrea. Olivia D'Andrea is a yoga enthusiast and digital creator whose content focuses on health, lifestyle, fitness, and self-improvement. She strives to inspire others to fall in love with taking care of their body, mind, and spirit, reminding us that we all have an internal spark that can ignite a whole world of possibilities. Possibilities. Hello, Olivia. Thank you so much for coming on the Lavender Lifestyle. I am so excited to learn more about you. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, so I found your YouTube channel through your Glow Up Diaries, which I'm sure (laughs) most people do. And I just thought it was so inspiring and so cool the way you shared the whole process, like the struggle and the pain. Like, what inspired the series? So I was going through a a really rough time in my life. I felt like I had kind of hit rock bottom. And I remember feeling really alone in that process of trying to improve myself. And I was thinking, I mean, I knew I wasn't the only one going through this, but I didn't really see, you know, like online, we don't tend to share our worst moments. So Mm -hmm. I set out to record my entire process. And then I knew that at the end, I would post it online to show people that these are real struggles. I am a real person. I struggle and I sparkle. And so to share with people about how there is a a light at the end of a dark tunnel and also just to hopefully help others not feel so alone. Yeah. I mean, when you decided to film this whole process, did you know how it was going to turn out? Did you expect the outcome? Oh, definitely not. Um, I didn't think, I mean, I knew it was going to be hard, but one of the biggest lessons I learned is that glowing up, healing, it's not linear. It is Mm. a roller coaster. You will have downs and ups. And I don't think I expected to come across so many downfalls. Um, Mm. I felt like I had just some hidden issues that were really brought to light when I started to really dig deep and seek to become the best version of myself. So can you give examples of those like hidden issues or things that came up? I would definitely say I didn't realize I had, you know, when you're trying to lose weight, a a lot can definitely go wrong with your mindset. And so for me, it was just, Mm -hmm. I think that I just didn't realize that my mindset with weight loss was quite unhealthy. And it's why I struggled for so long. But, you know, I didn't take it as seriously before the glow up. But when I started to glow up, part of it was losing weight and becoming fit. And so I just started to go through these disordered ways of eating Um, Which I also want to make very clear, I think there's a huge difference between an eating disorder and disordered eating. 
Um, you know, an eating disorder is like a mental illness and a disordered eating is are just really bad habits. And that's definitely something people have commented saying they thought that they thought I had an eating disorder. And, you know, I'm not denying that. I'm, I wasn't ever in denial if I were to have one, but I definitely didn't. Like I took the screening process and everything. What I came to realize was that I just had really bad eating habits. And so, so that was just one of the yeah. hidden issues I think that I had. And it was definitely one of the toughest to overcome during the Glow Up Diaries because... I mean, how did you overcome that issue? You know, in my first episode, I gave seven easy tips to glowing up. And the first one was reading and watching documentaries and everything. I mean, knowledge truly opens doors. And, you know, anything... I I learned that, like, anything you want to know about, someone has already written about it in a book. There are so many great books out there that teach you uh, to find someone who has had a similar struggle to you, read about what they did and how they changed their mindset and then emulate that. So um, I definitely struggled with binge eating and I found this really helpful book called Brain Over Binge. And that was definitely one of those books where it just, it was, it, I would say it's one a life-changing book for me. Mm. Mm-hmm. Wow. And Can you share your process on how you created and like how you planned out and created these videos? Because I think they're just done so well. Oh, thank you. That means a lot. Um, This series was honestly really frustrating to make, actually. I remember, so originally um, I started going through the process of glowing up and two reasons why I filmed the glow up. Number one, I wanted to show people that there is a light at the end of every dark tunnel. And secondly, it's quite therapeutic personally for me to record myself and talk to the camera. I filmed the series and then once my skin cleared up is when I decided to start editing. And I remember making that first episode and it was just such frustration because I didn't know how I wanted to put it together. I didn't know how to put it together in a creative way. But something that I've learned is that, you know, I used to get frustrated and then just put away my computer and just try to avoid my work. But now I have created this this mindset where every time I get frustrated, it triggers um, excitement because I'm about to learn something new. I'm about to embark on something new, Uh, um, learn something new. Yeah, so that's what helped push me forward to continue making the glow up diaries. But the actual process, I would just first open up a Google Docs and kind of write down an outline of how the episode should go. It it is really difficult, I will say, because I just have like six months of footage and I have to put this Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. But, you know, another thing that I did and I still do is – when I am feeling very in the moment with my emotions, very in tune, I will write down at that very moment, stop whatever I'm doing and start just writing because I found that when I do it then is when I get my best thoughts. If I come back afterwards, you know, the globe yeah, diary, I had, yeah, I have like old articles that I've written or like paragraphs I've written. Um, and so I refer back to that for my creative inspiration because it yeah. just so vividly describes how how I was feeling in that moment. Yeah, no, I completely agree with you. I do that too. Like whenever I'm inspired, you're just in that flow and you're like, I have to get it out right now. Mm-hmm. And and then you organize it later. Because if you wait to write it, then you're, you lose it. 
Yes. It just it just doesn't feel the same. Yeah, so true. Yeah. So now that you've glown up, I mean, what are the quick tips you can give to our listeners out there for their glow up, for especially for people who find themselves failing again and again and giving up all the time? Well, I guess the first thing is to know that it is not a linear journey, that you will have ups and downs, but understanding that disappointment and failure is a part of life. And whenever someone succeeded, they allowed themselves to dream, to expect, to fail, and then all over again until it worked out. So, But to save yourself a little time, instead of trying a bunch of different approaches, you can try to find someone who has achieved the results you want to achieve and just do what they did. So that's why the first tip in my episode one of the Globe Diaries is to read books, watch documentaries, because knowledge is power. And when you put that into effect, magical things can happen. Yeah. So I'm sure the Globe Diaries kind of changed the direction of your channel, right? I mean, I saw you posted like beauty, fashion, stretching videos. Do you want to talk about your YouTube journey and how you found your voice and your niche? Oh, yeah, for sure. So when I first started YouTube, I just instantly fell in love after making my first video. And I it, I was in eighth grade and I really had just, just had a lot of fun making videos. And yeah, I made some beauty videos, um, some vlogs. And for about three years, um, I was stuck at like 500 subscribers, which can be quite disappointing because, right. you know. And you were posting consistently too. Yeah, I was posting consistently yeah. every week. Um, wow. You know, to post a video and it get no more than 100 views and – especially when I didn't get any comments. So even to this day, I never take comments for granted because I just mm-hmm. so vividly remember in the beginning when no one commented. And when I got that one comment, yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, this is so exciting. Aww. Yeah, I just kept going because why? Because I love it. Um, but it wasn't until I had mm-hmm. posted a daily stretching routine and that video within three months hit 10,000 subscribers. So that brought my channel from like 500 to 1,000 subscribers. And then after I posted that video, it wasn't like an overnight thing. Like I said, it took three months to get 10,000 views, Um, but it did actually get a few comments and people are like, wow, this is really helpful. Can you post more? So I continued to post more and more flexibility videos um, and people said that my tips work. They found it really helpful. And so I would say that's where I, I ended up just making a lot of flexibility videos. And I think that's where I got my first 500,000 subscribers that took me like a couple years, I think, maybe three years. And so a lesson I learned there is Mm -hmm. just that a niche is very important because before I was all over the place. Um, And also in the very beginning, I was making videos about myself and my life. And another thing I learned is that people don't care. People don't don't care care unless you give them a, a reason to. Unless like, I mean, some people are different, you know, they're trying to portray their very bizarre personality. But I know that people started to take an interest in my life once I had helped them in some way, which was like help them become more flexible. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so then 500,000 subscribers mark. Um, But, you know, I was always, as I was growing, after a while, I became kind of unhappy because while I do love making flexibility videos, I just wasn't making an impact in a way that I really wanted to with people. I just really wanted to touch people emotionally and I could not do that 
with my flexibility videos. And I also couldn't, it wasn't creatively satisfying me. Is that right? Yeah. Creative, yeah, yeah, yeah. Creatively fulfilling maybe. Yeah, exactly. Oh yes. It wasn't fulfilling me creatively. Mm-hmm. And so, and then I, I kind of just went through the whole glow up process thing. And then I decided to share that online. And I remember after I pers- posted my first episode, which inter- I don't think a lot of people know this, but that first episode, which is my most viewed video on YouTube. I think it has like 6 million views. But before, when I had just posted it, I had put a different thumbnail and the video got like 50,000 views Mm -hmm. within like a month. Like it wasn't doing well. Um, But then I realized too, like that thumbnail didn't really fit the theme of the video. So I changed it. So what was it before and what is it now? So now it's a picture, it's a before and after picture and you can see a little bit of a, you can see a change in my body. Mm -hmm. And then before it was like a picture of me um, eating salad with like little heart emojis Mm -hmm. around my head or something. So, I mean, obviously thumbnails are very important and that's what gave me my start because, I mean, I think I, I definitely got really lucky with that as well, I think, um, because that was my first episode and that was the introduction to this series. So I would say the Glow Up Diaries brought my channel from 500,000 subscribers to where it is now. Um, Yeah, which is amazing. Yeah. And the crazy thing is, is I gained like 500,000 subscribers in three months just because of the Glow Mm -hmm. Up Diaries. Yeah, it's crazy. I do also want to talk about your vulnerability because I respect how vulnerable you are in your videos. How did you overcome the fears of like sharing yourself to so many people online? So I think it part of it is my personality. Um, I am more of an open person. It was definitely hard to share these clips of like I would look back and I remember asking my dad, I'm like, should I even share this? I look so awful here. But I guess it's that like, I felt like there wasn't enough online of like realness online. And so I kind of just wanted to bring more of that and show people there are really hard times. And I think it would just make people feel better knowing that they're not alone. So I guess that was really a stronger desire for me to help someone. Um, But I will say, it definitely i didn't i don't think in the moment i realized what how it would affect like my personal life oh. it, it not really what do you mean by that i guess it's just like i remember when i was posting these episodes i was also in college so oh here here's another thing why i have why i had the confidence to be so vulnerable is because i had changed from that state I was, I'm no longer who I used to be. If honestly, if I wasn't confident now, I definitely could mm-hmm. not put that content out online. It's knowing that I'm a lot better. Yeah. Um, and, but, but yeah. as far as like affecting my personal life, I guess it's just that people, um, so when I was posting the Glow Up Diaries, I was actually in college and it, it's hard because, I mean, in college you meet a lot of new people and they would say that they've watched my channel and people kind of make assumptions. They just take whatever you put online for face value and just assume they know who you are. But it's like, okay, that's like one side of me, but there are several different versions of me, you know? Mm -hmm. And yeah, so I guess it's just people kind of making assumptions, but. Right. That that must be awkward to just like meet someone and then they assume they know you and I don't know. Yeah. I mean, 
But then people also see, like, when they meet me in real life, they're like, wow, you have changed so much, like, you know, so. So what's next for you? I'm curious, how are you sustaining your lifestyle and where do you want to take your channel? What are you excited about? So actually, last year, I took a break from YouTube and I was just studying Mandarin um, in Taiwan and at a university. And then I just actually recently mm-hmm. moved back home. Well, actually, I just got my own apartment um, in Los Angeles. And right now, it's just about building a strong foundation for my social media presence because I've been gone for so long. So it's just about putting everything, um, all my ideas into action and really doing what I've always wanted to do, which is just you know, creating content that will inspire people and touch people emotionally. So yeah, I I think right now it's just about building a strong foundation for my social media. And also I am creating content on Chinese social media platforms. And it's kind of the same thing, health, Mm -hmm. fitness, the glow up diaries. And so right now it's just about building a strong foundation. I've said that so many times, but yeah. Yeah. No, it's okay. I get it. I'm, and you're doing it all in Mandarin for the Chinese ones? Yes. That's yeah. awesome. Can you just share why you decided to take that break? Yeah. So there's a, several reasons, um, but I would say the two main ones would be, so I was going through a really rough time and it was really having to do with my whole like disordered eating situation. Mm-hmm. So I didn't want to put out content when I wasn't well myself. And it's also like I wouldn't be able to give advice on what I learned because I was struggling and I still didn't know what to do. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to go through the whole process first myself before, you know, going back and making contact and reflecting and putting out, you know, hopefully good advice. Um, I don't want to put any wrong information Mm -hmm. out there. So that was honestly, I would say the main reason. Wow. That takes a lot of courage and a lot of self-awareness to be like, I'm not well, so I can't like post videos and share advice because I need to focus on me first. Mm -hmm. Awesome. So we have some Facebook questions from our Facebook group. Neri asked, did you have a line in mind for what content would be too vulnerable or uncomfortable for you to share? Honestly, I don't think I did. (laughs) You you just gave it all. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, whatever people see about the glow up, It's basically every struggle that I've had. So, I mean, I I think with other different aspects of different parts of my life, there is a line I draw. But as far as, you know, Mm -hmm. my journey to becoming better mentally and physically, I guess I just wanted to give people the full story and not leave anything out. Yeah. Maria asked, how did societal standards of beauty factor into how you approached your transformation? Mm, You know, so... I struggled the most when I was, I said last year I was living in Asia and that's the year I also took a break from YouTube. Being in Asia, the beauty standards are very different from America because I think in America, we definitely embrace more of a fit body. And in Asia, it's more about being stick thin and not having muscle. And I remember even trying to find a gym, like there were if you go to a gym, it was mainly older people working out, not as many younger people. Mm. So I guess being surrounded by those beauty standards was definitely tough. But yeah, so that that definitely didn't help. You'll see later on in the Globe Diaries because I'm still uploading. I do hit a breaking point where I just totally just 
bawl my eyes out because I realize like I'm in such a terrible place. So I, I realize like the first step is about getting these negative thoughts out because negative thoughts keeps you in a toxic cycle. Positive thoughts is what moves you forward. So it's about mm-hmm. accepting yourself and going online and just, there are like a lot of, yes, there is a lot of negativity online, but there's also a lot of positivity. So I started reading a lot more quotes and changing up going on Pinterest and there's like a lot of body positivity on there. So that was kind of the first step I took. Right. I'm curious, what are your, I guess, daily positive habits or maybe weekly habits that you always do? So, well, this is kind of recent, but I started meditating just on the app Calm. Mm. Uh, I find that that helps me bring me back to the moment because sometimes I think I start, if I start stressing, it's usually because I let my mind wander and I'm not focused on the positive. And so just bringing yourself back to the moment and just feeling a desk, like right now I'm sitting in front of a desk and just say like, you're not there, you're here, nothing you know, negative is yeah. happening. So meditation, oh, working out for mm-hmm. sure. It, you know, it releases endorphins. I just derive confidence through the choices I was making. And so another thing I'm um, just going back is that like when I was in Asia, obviously I wasn't making healthy choices. So that's part of why my confidence deteriorated. So it's about making these decisions and that, you know, mm-hmm. adds to your confidence. Um, but yeah, working out, being mindful about what I'm eating Um, And also, yeah, just definitely focusing on the actual food that I'm eating. Um, I definitely used – I I counted calories a lot, and I think that it kind of made me focus a little too much on the numbers. So I stopped doing that, and now I'm just, like, thinking about what am I eating and just being very mindful, like I'm eating this cauliflower. And you you start to really view food as fuel. Right. Uh, Reading. um, I do that every day. And – the power of visualization, I don't know if the, it's part of my morning routine, but every morning for five minutes, I will turn on a song that makes me feel very good. And I will just like visualize and get my day started with this like positive mindset because I just realized like whatever you focus on becomes your reality. Yeah, so, so true. Yeah. So I, I don't know if that's weird, but I just take five minutes and I just visualize in my head like very vividly what I want Um, and it just really visualize the day ahead or like more of a big picture life vision I think big picture life vision yeah yeah awesome I don't think that's weird at all we talk about that all the time here on our podcast like visualizing manifesting all right so now we have some rapid fire questions that I like to ask all of our guests okay so the first question is Olivia what does your dream life look like my dream life would be I'm very happy with where I am right now. And so, you know, living my life in downtown LA, creating content that inspires people, living a fit, healthy life, going to the beach, art museums, traveling a lot, gaining knowledge, just the process of becoming your best self. Love it. What is one book or resource that you recommend to everybody? I really like the book, The Power of Habit. Mm. Um, understand it, t- it tells you about how to build a habit and why you can't actually break a habit. You can only replace the routine and a habit. So just understanding that whole process is life-changing. Right. And the next question is related. What is one habit that has changed your life? I would say waking up early in the morning. I used to wake up late and it kind of got my day started weirdly. But when I became a morning person, 
it was just like a catalyst for positive changes in every aspect. Suddenly I was just doing things that I wasn't doing before. It's one of those keystone habits. It triggers other positive reactions. What time do you wake up? Seven. Uh, I guess I don't know if that's that early, but no, I, that's early. I'm I'm a late sleeper, late waker. <laughs> but what is the best life or career advice that you've ever gotten? I think it's just about like just doing it. Don't worry too much about how you're going to get it all done. Get started and learn as you go, and it will all come to you. Mm-hmm. And that like that action you take creates momentum, and momentum is the energy. It gives you energy to move forward. So yeah. don't worry too much. Learn as you go and enjoy the process. Totally. And the last one, finish the sentence. The most amazing part about life is uh, achieving your greatest dreams with the people you love by your side. I love that. So, Olivia, where can we find you online? Oh, wow. All of it is Olivia Dandre. Okay, so you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Pinterest, and YouTube. Awesome. Thank you so much. And I'm excited to continue following your journey on your glow up. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Hope you guys liked that chat with Olivia D'Andrea. Make sure to check her out on YouTube, Instagram, all her socials. So now I just want to wrap up with some takeaways from our conversation. So the first main takeaway that I got from Olivia was that the glow up process is not linear. When we're seeing people's glow up or their positive transformation on the outside, it can seem like it all just like happened naturally and sequentially when in reality the true story behind the scenes is a lot of work, a lot of disappointment, a lot of failure and that is the reality for everyone and what's important is not to beat yourself up over your disappointments and failures but to embrace them as part of the journey and just keep going don't worry if you are having like a slump if you're not feeling your best if you're not like super consistent with your progress it's okay you know aim for progress not perfection Another thing that Olivia emphasized was that knowledge is power. How you can save time by learning from people who did it before you. So books, documentaries, any resources online or wherever you can find are a great way for us to learn and to save time by learning first. You know, if you're trying to build habits from scratch, it might take you a long time to figure out what works for you and what doesn't work for you. But on the other hand, if you just read a good book on habits, like The Power of Habits or Atomic Habits by James Clear. Those books will give you the formula to building a new habit and it will save you a lot of time, a lot of trial and error if you just take the time to do the research, learn a little bit, learn enough to get a solid foundation and then you can go at it and you'll just be more productive with that process. The final takeaway that I really liked was when Olivia was talking about her creative process. How now when she gets frustrated, she gets excited that she's frustrated because on the other side of that frustration is growth. So previously, when she came across like a creative block, she would put it away, procrastinate, and try to avoid it. And as a creative, if you're a creative out there, I'm sure you can totally relate. Even if you're not a creative, I think we all can relate to procrastinating and trying to avoid or run away from something that is like making us feel stuck because we don't know how to get through it. But now, I like that she changed her mindset on this part of the process that if you are frustrated, it just means that 
you are going to grow through it. And being able to grow is good and that should excite you. So when you get frustrated, that should like light up a light bulb of like, hey, this is actually exciting. This is a fun challenge. Let's see how I can grow through this. And I really think that's a nice positive mindset to have. So that wraps it up for today's episode. Hope you guys enjoyed all of these tips on the creative process, on glowing up, and I'm sending you so much love. Bye! All right, that's it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening to The Lavender Lifestyle. If you like this podcast, please show your support by leaving a review on iTunes. Lastly, you can catch me on YouTube and Instagram at Lavender, where I have even more content for the artist of life. Sending you so much love. Bye.